Welcome to Just Jay-Z. Each week, join your favorite hairdressing duo, Just Jesse and Stu Styles, as they talk salon life, hair hacks, traveling, lifestyle, and more. More. Right, you guys, welcome back to Just Jay-Z. We are back here with Michelle. This is one of our most anticipated episodes because people have been loving this series. How does that make you feel, Dad? Oh, it makes me feel really good. I'm, I'm happy that people are interested in this kind of stuff. Me too. Especially like when we go to classes now, people are like, Michelle, and like asking you questions. Money with Michelle. Flash mom. I've been very surprised. I think one girl at one of the classes wanted her picture taken with me and that just never happens. <laughs> I love that. She posted it and said, the yeah, only reason I came it. to the class is to get a picture with money with Michelle. <laughs> I'm replacing Stu. Yeah. <laughs> you better move aside. Michelle's the new face. <laughs> Okay, so today's episode is going to be all about the big picture of money management. Can you give us a synopsis of what that means? Yeah. So up to this point, we've done a few podcasts and I've kind of touched here and there on different things. I think what we ought to do is take a big picture look at what it means for money management and all the way from the start to the end. And That way we can, in future episodes, we can dig into each individual piece and maybe talk about them if that's what people want. Okay. I love that. All right. I think the first thing is we go in and we review Jesse and Stu's progress from the last podcast. Gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) Danny, put that in. Okay. Let's, let's start with Stu. What did you agree to do on the last podcast? I was going to save money so I can... Furnished my new beautiful <clears throat> apartment that I got, and I, I bought a lot of stuff for it. Yeah, he did. Because I said I'm saving money for my apartment, and he moved in and he bought furniture, so I guess that works. That works. So you so overall, how would you grade yourself? A, B, C, D, E, F on how you managed your money F, and like your budget. The answer. <laughs> F. I would say B minus. B minus. Nice. Nice. Good job of keeping like putting money aside for it, but I've blew through it too. I <laughs> what what is that blew through it? What does that mean? I spent a lot of money on new bedding and redoing my bathroom. And he spent four hundred dollars on pajamas in restroom. Shut up. I'm just kidding. I didn't want to bring that up, but <laughs> I did. I but I had I think I spent fourteen hundred on my bedding and my bathroom. And I still Do you like it? Yeah, yes, I love it. It's my dream. <laughs> bedding and bathroom, and I accidentally bought two shower curtains, so Jesse got one out of it. I did <laughs> for free. That's right. nice. Yeah. That's nice. So you give yourself a B minus. I yeah. think in the future episodes, as we set, you know, we talk about this stuff, and you say, "I'm going to do this." That we actually have to have, you know, a very specific thing. I'm going to do yeah. this. I have a goal. And for the next one. Yeah. So let's scoot over to Jesse. What did you agree to do last time? I don't remember, but I think it was spend less money. I think it was. It's on our whiteboard. But I deleted it. I erased it. I erased it, it. It was to create a budget. Oh, oh. <laughs> good. Good eye, Michelle. I did not. I give myself an F. I, I'm a shopaholic. I have a problem. Like I actually do have an addiction. So this is great. Can you fix me? <laughs> Can I fix you? No, basically addictions, you can only fix yourself. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I know. And I'm having a problem doing that. 
because you don't want to? Do you want to get deep into this right now, this addiction that you have? Yeah, but here's what I've noticed about myself. And I think is this I've... turning from money with Michelle to a family feud. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I look at it as it's not my place to step in because change has to happen within the person. Some external force cannot change a person. And there's nothing I can do to change Jesse. She has to figure this out on her own. That's how I do it anyway. But she has to recognize it. Talking about it helps. So I suck at it. And I think a big reason I spend so much is because I'm OCD. I realized I had a breakthrough. I'm OCD in the sense of like, oh my gosh, I have to have this in every color. And if I don't, it's going to bother me. I'm not kidding. (laughs) Well, it's something to work on. (laughs) So I think since it's a mental disease, I just, I need to just accept it. And I can't change because it's, it's something I was born with. And you, so you don't, I actually need a break. I need a break right now. (laughs) I'm trying to make it so I don't have to change. (laughs) I have to have every designer bag or else I'm going to go over the edge. Yes. I'm going to have to have everything. If I don't. (laughs) I'm serious guys. (laughs) But I'm willing to, to try to fix my, my mental illness. So you're going to try working on that. Yeah. It's a problem. It really is. I would agree. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's kind of a summary of what we talked about in the past. Yeah. So I guess at the end of this episode, after we talk about it, we'll set new goals and we'll have to actually have a way. If you don't succeed, you have to do something. You know what I'm saying? To be a repercussion. Repercussion. There has to be a consequence. Okay. But you get to decide what the consequence is because this is you changing. I know. It really is. I actually have a really good goal and we'll talk about it at the end. Me too, me too, me too. You're going to be okay. proud. Okay. Please not. Um, I, I can't wait to hear about those goals. Okay, so let's let's do a quick summary of some of the things that I've talked about in the past. The first one is, right out of the get-go, is make spend less than you make. So spend less than you make. That's the first thing you have to do to be successful with money. And then another thing I recommend is automate the money that you've saved. If you've put in a budget and and you have leftover, you automate how you're going to pay your bills, save, invest, all that kind of stuff. Another thing that we talked about is invest in the stock market. If you don't put your money to work for you, it's going to sit there. And no one's going to get rich. If you have a savings account in the bank, the bank will get rich, but you won't. And so you have to put your money to work for you. And there's many different ways to get rich over time. And there are a lot of people out there that say this way or that way. There's just many ways. And a lot of them work. It's Most of it's just getting your money working for you and don't make stupid mistakes. So those are kind of the high level things about money management. The end goal here is to get financial freedom. I, th- I think that would be everyone's financial goal. What does financial freedom mean? It basically means that at some point in the future, when you have enough money saved and you have zero debt, that you can quit your job if you wanted. Yeah. Or I guess I, I would say work for yourself, but but you already both work for yourself but you could work less hours or or do something different that may not bring in enough money. Or like so, 
financial freedom is also like, if something comes up, there's an emergency, you're not stressed about it. Like you can take care of it or you can do the things you want to do and have more freedom in your life because of that. Correct. There's also part of this financial freedom, location freedom. That means you can go anywhere you want without having to check in or come to the salon to do your hair. So it's more than just just doing this. But the way the world works is the bills come year after year, day after day, and the bills usually consume the money that you bring in. And you have to take a big piece of that and start saving it, investing it, so that you can grow that money over time so that at a later date, you can say, okay, I've got my financial freedom. You know, we're talking decades. It's not something that happens overnight. It's a long drawn out process. From a very high point of view, what you have, if you're just starting out, you got to have an emergency fund and, and that's money, not to buy shirts, not to buy shoes. That's to basically, if your tires die and you have to replace those. And, and that's just the way life is, you know, if something wrong is going to go on, it will. And so that emergency fund means you don't have to go run to your parents or others to get money to cover your bills. So that's number one. And then that's great. And, and a budget, you know, I think would be a a big vital part of this is what do you want to spend your money on and what buys you the most happiness? And, and basically it's, it's all about redirecting your limited income. Everyone has limited income, except Jesse sometimes. <laughs> you don't want to keep up with Jessica's spending, right? That's I, don't I, learn from me. I would be bankrupt with Michelle. How to get out of bankruptcy <laughs> if that was the case. <laughs> I would say a good place to start with a budget is redirecting 10, 20% at the low end for future. And that means your retirement or your financial freedom. You could call it retirement. I like calling it financial freedom because you're not trying to get this before you're in your sixties. You're trying to get it earlier if that's interesting to you. So that's always, that's always a good way to, to go. The next thing would be to get out of debt. And that means redirect a lot of your money to pay off your bills. I have a question. Is there a difference between like good debt and bad debt? Or do you think it's all bad? Because for me, I'm like, oh, a credit card with a high interest rate is worse. Like that's like bad debt, especially if you're just spending on stupid things. But then also like a house, like a mortgage payment and a car payment. I feel like that's good debt because you need those things and it builds your credit. Yeah, yeah you, need, you need all those things. And, and, and what I would say is building your credit, being debt-free for me is more important than building your credit. Mm-hmm. I, I would say this, the higher the interest rate, which means credit cards, you don't want that. You can have a credit card, but you can pay it off every month and not pay those high interest rates. Interest rates are, they go up to 15 to 18%. You miss a payment, they'll jack you up. Yeah, totally. Banks make a lot of money on people not paying their credit cards. Why do you think they have them? Yeah. So then, then you come down to a car. A car is, there's a lot of things about cars. Let's say you bought it new. When you drive it off of the lot, you immediately lose 20 to 25% of the value. So let's say the car costs you 30,000. You drive it off of the lot, it's now worth probably 25 between 20 and $25,000 yeah. depending on the car. You lose value just like that. So 
how if you're taking money out of your pocket like that, how does that help you? Stu, do you have a question? Yes. Whenever you're going to do a big purchase, like buy a car or buy a house, anything that's like, I guess like more than like $10,000, what percent do you suggest saving up to put down towards that? Well, the more you can do, the better. A minimum you, for you. Well, the minimum is going to be dictated by the bank and the bank's going to say, you have to bring this much money to the table in order to get the loan. And I believe, you know, depending on the loan size for like a house or something, or if you're a first time home buyer, it used to be different. Now it is, I think, you know, let's say you're a first time home buyer. I think it's three to 5% that they have you bring, that you bring to the table. So from a car perspective, you know, I I would say you're going to want to put down as much as you possibly can. Like I said, the banks are going to have a have how much you need to put down, but they're all about wanting you in that car because then they make a lot of money off of you. As soon as you drive that. Banks will like approve people for credit cards like crazy because they will make money off of them. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. That, that's how they make their money and they make a lot of money. Cards are the same way. No credit cards. <laughs> it goes What's that? Money believes. with Michelle credit cards. <laughs> no financial freedom. <laughs> so we have getting out of debt. That That's just kind of the general rule. That means paying your cars off, paying credit cards, getting all that outside of your house. A house, a house is a little, a little long-term, so I longer have, term. I have no debt right now other than my new house. Is that- You okay? have a car. No, You, my you already car. have a car payment. Okay, but like in my name- Well, well mine is yours, baby. Yeah. Okay, whatever. So I have- so, so his name. So technically we just have the house and the car. Yeah. But what I would do is say, you guys are operating as one with money. So, so that means you have a car payment. So should we be working to try to pay off the car payment as soon as possible? Well, this is what I would do. If I were the two of you, I would put all your extra money and getting that, that car paid off as fast as you can. And then guess what? You have no car payment. Mm-hmm. And and that car will last you a very long time. Yeah. And then then maybe you could get a different car okay. later on. I would always redirect you to a used car over a new car because like if you if you bought a used car three years old, you don't lose you you still are gonna lose money because cars lose money. Yeah. It's it's people say it's an investment. It is not. Uh, an investment. You lose money on cars, period. Yeah. You've got car insurance, you've got gas, you've got maintenance. It It is the biggest money drain that you're probably going to put Go into your Tesla. budget. Yeah. Go Tesla. No gas money. And and I do like electric cars. I love Teslas and I think it's a great way to get into them. I, I, I love it. They're expensive as all get out. And I, I would love one, but I, I can't, every time I go out and start it, I go, uh, too expensive for me. Yeah. Can I ask you something? Okay. The question is, are you debt-free? Yep. 100%. He does uh, not have a car payment or a house payment, right? Nothing. Nothing. I have, I have zero payments. Can I ask you how long? Almost 10 years. Yeah, actually, yeah, actually almost 10 years. And we paid it off in six or seven years. Yeah. It's been so, for a while. Yeah. We need help. We all need to pay our houses off. I don't have a house. Okay. I actually have a question. Did you put bigger payments towards your house? Is that how you paid it off? Yes. Okay, oh my gotcha. God. I just had yes. a reality check. What? 
I have an apartment, so I was going to get a house, but I can't because like Utah rules or the bank rules, like you have to have two years of like your tax returns and like for your income to get a mortgage. Yeah. I don't have that yet. So I'll be in this apartment for a year. Oh my God. I just had a reality check. I need to save to buy a house when my lease is up and then, or like some kind of like condo townhome that can make like a rental property or something. Cause that's something like I need to do or like a goal, I guess I have, because like, obviously I don't have a retirement and it's hard for me to put money towards so a retirement, but I need to pay off everything this year, make my house really pretty that I have now and save for a down payment towards a house. Yeah, and that's Damn that's it. what I you. When we do money with Michelle, I have so many real life things that hit me. <laughs> so that's why reviewing a budget is always good. Thinking before you go, oh, I want that. Buying things is an emotional decision, and you really need to go. Oh, I'm not gonna. I I want this over this, and and I guess what I you have to decide what you want, and and I do have to say, the younger you are, the harder it is mm-hmm. to see reality. It is. The human experience, the younger you are, you don't, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be negative. I I was, well, I may have been like this, but it's hard to go, you know, if I do this, I can't get this. It's hard to see what the consequences are of your actions. It is, especially when you're young, so you don't have the experience yet of like learning from your mistakes. Correct. And, and hopefully Stu really got a reality check. We'll be interested to see how this plays out. This is my homework. Literally, I, because you make me want to be better with my money, and Jesse makes me want to be a crazy person and spend it. Not that it's not like in a negative way, but it is. No, it's it's fun. Like, I want to have fun and like shop and buy designer things and buy a fancy car. But then when I talk to you, I'm like, no, be smart, be more like Michelle, because I do envy that you have no debt. That's so cool. You can do tomorrow. If you were like, we're going to Paris for three weeks. I feel like you would be able to do that. And that is such a turn on for my future for me. Not, <laughs> that that is such a turn on. Sorry. I needed a sound Stu bite for is, my Instagram story. That's Stu, why I said that. <laughs> Stu is asking you to be his sugar daddy. I think is what's happening. Nah, <laughs> be my budget daddy. My budget. Daddy. I think we should get together and make a budget and that can be our homework. That's a good idea. So can I speak frankly? It seems like, Stu, that at the beginning, when we started this, you were much more interested in doing this. And it's within, ever since we started this, it seems like both of you have kind of gone off the more extreme in, yeah, off the rails, basically. And yeah. both of you. Yeah. And I don't know if it's Jessica influenced Stu or Stu influencing oh, Jess, but I, I've noticed, I've noticed a perceived difference in the last two months on how you both acted with money. Yeah, I'm Uh-oh. upset. Accurate? <laughs> yeah. You're right. And no, you I are right. need you in my life to kick me while I'm down like that right now. Because <laughs> I was talking to myself last night and I was like, oh, let, just it. it'll be so fun. Just get a new car. It's so badass. Let's just do this damn thing. But I think what I'll do is because my struggle right now is I said, I have an apartment and it's like basically throwing away money. It's not going towards anything when I pay for my rent. But if I save money now, pay off my debt, get a down payment, buy a house that could be like a forever home or like a rental property, whatever for the future it's going to better me. And then I can buy a Tesla because I'll have a garage to charge it in. There you go. Full circle. That's a good plan. You can buy mine. That's a, that's a a great plan. And all I would add, I want you to move out. I want you to get a new place. (laughs) I want you to, cause I love your house. 
I, I get a lot of pressure for me to move into a bigger place, but you know what? That's why I'm debt free. I drive an old car. So let's talk about my car. <laughs> my car is a, well, it's a long story, but I'm driving Dai's car that she bought in 2006. It's a mini Cooper. It's old and it's paid for. And it gets me from point A to point B. I don't need anything fancy to get from point A to point B. I would love it. I would love to do that. But then I hold back and I'm like, you know what? I enjoy being debt free more than I would having that. So yeah, you have willpower. So it's like, you can say, I want that, but you know, I'm going to stop myself. Whereas I don't have that. And that's what you need to learn. Yeah, no, I agree. But how do you teach yourself something like that? That's yeah. honestly a genuine teach question. Old dog new tricks. You can, you can, I would say you, you know, everyone has their strengths. You have many strengths that I don't have, Jess. Every, everyone does. And I guess managing money, my money is, is one of my strengths. Yeah. And what so Jesse's strengths are compared to yours? Cause I think that'd be interesting for our viewers to know, because obviously like, I feel like I know them, but people on the outside who don't know you that personally, cause you're Mr. Private. My biggest strength is not listening to my dad's financial uh, advice. <laughs> well, I, so I don't think it's a secret, but Jess and I are business partners in Jay-Z. She brings the creative side to it, the marketing, the spending, and everything that comes with Jesse, what she does. I could never do what she does. Over on my side, I'm, I guess, the finance guy. I'm the guy that's kind of, you know, maybe anytime Jessica throws a number out that we should spend, I say, cut it in half. And there's that yin and the yang. We have to find balance. She goes, if you want to talk extremes on anything, that's Jess. I'm extreme the other way, but we do a good job meeting in the middle. Yeah. Accurate, Jess? You're yin and yang. Yeah, I agree. And vice versa. I can never do what you do, you know? Yeah. And it's just. Never saving the kids. Never. (laughs) Well, I, I would, I would love to help Jesse. But like I said, she's got to figure that out on her own. I'll help her if she asks questions and whatever, but that's, that's inside the head. It is. And I can't change that. You, I've been, you're right. I've been off the freaking rails off my rocker and I feel like you're giving me the reality check that I need right now. This was a good day to do this episode because we both were like, let's go test. We were both going car shopping today and I don't need to do that. No. I would say don't. Yeah. As soon as you put your, as soon as you put yourself in that place. You're going to make a rash emotional decision that's yeah. only going to hurt your finances. Yeah. And, and in fact, I know exactly what you're both thinking. And I would say it would not only hurt your finances, it would put them in a significant hole. <gasps> what do you think? What are, what are we thinking? Well, we don't need to get, we don't need to get into that, right? <laughs> you don't want to talk about what you're looking for, do you? I don't care. Okay. Bring it up. I want a Range Rover. And, and they cost a, a a large amount of money and and that's just what'd you say in, in my mind insanity yeah it, it, it is. is it is and and if it's you go like, it's you changed my mind when you said those types of cars in a few years are going to be impossible to sell because it's all going to be electric yeah and we're somewhat diverting from the topic yeah, sorry but sorry. no that's fine and, and i'll just kind of briefly talk about this my opinion many experts opinions Tesla has come out and changed the the automotive world and they introduced electric cars instead of these gas cars that we have. And they're taking off all the other car automotive makers on the higher end 
are starting to struggle. They can't sell them, but Tesla's selling them. These other automakers are moving into this space as quickly as possible. And I believe it's going to happen very quickly, where if you go out and do what you said you were going to do, you buy a nice expensive car in not too many years down the future, basically those cars, you won't be able to sell them. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay, let's get back on topic. Sorry, no more car talk. I have an idea, um, Jessica. Is your can, I'm gonna ask you but I know you don't care. Your new house payment will be more than your current house payment. I think so. I'm not sure because I'm sure it will be, but I'm sure it will be. I don't know what it is right now because it's Jordan's. So I mean, it comes out, but I haven't paid attention. So I'm sure it will. Be. <laughs> the luxury lie. Okay, <clears throat> let's just say this is so good. Michelle's gonna give me a high five through the Zoom camera. <laughs> Jesse, <laughs> so let's just say obviously i know it's not this but this is going to like dumb it down so i can understand if your current house payment is a hundred dollars and you're upgrading to your new house and it's two hundred dollars if you can afford the new house payment you should take that like negative space of the hundred dollars it would be and put that towards your tesla now to help pay it down because that's adding more a hundred dollars more not i know but do you have both payments right now yeah Oh, just kidding. I thought you didn't have to pay for your house until you moved in. Oh, sorry. No, we don't have to. new house. Okay. So yeah. So if it's more, you should take that money that you already know you can afford to spend and put it towards your Tesla. Because if you pay that down more, your payment could go down, whatever. You can pay that off. And then you can buy nicer things for your forever home. Does that make sense? And expand your closet. If that makes sense. Yeah. A dingo little YSL bag in front of your face. (laughs) But it helps. Yeah. So you pay off your credit cards. Then you pay off your cars and any other extraneous debt. Then when you get that done, you got to still make sure you have an emergency fund. If you've taken money out, you have to put it back in so that you have two to three months of emergency fund. COVID-19 taught us all anything can change overnight. And you got to be ready because if you're not ready, the world's going to come after you. That's just the way the world operates. And then, then you pay off your house. And once you do that, you're debt free. Then what you can do is you got a choice. During that time, you can pay into your future. Recommendations are 20% for retirement or your financial freedom number over the long term. This is 30, 35 years, or if you can get there sooner, great. But you got to put you got to put money in. The more money you put in, the ability to get to that number or that age where you have financial freedom is based on how much money you put in sooner rather than later. So front loading is what you have to do because that money is in there to grow. There's something called compound interest. And, and basically what that means is it's kind of like a, I I don't remember if you, if you remember uh, math or something called exponential where where there's, she dropped out of high school and I went to school in Alabama. I don't think we have the, we don't have that background. What is it? What is it? <laughs> Tell me the chart. So it's it's called exponential growth. So what happens is when you're growing for many, many years, it's slower, but then it slowly goes like this. And then it starts going like this. Mm-hmm. And that's when you're in the exponential growth where it, it's growing fast. But that period where you're putting money into your savings, it's not growing fast, but over time, it starts to compound money that you have in there grows and new money comes in and it grows and it starts to do this. And if you can get in this and you have a 
big enough curve there and you have enough money in, you're golden. Until you get to there, you're not golden. You're going to have to live paycheck to paycheck. Okay. That makes sense. So it takes so, hard work of this to get to this. Yeah. And it, it's not this, it's not straight. It's oh. more kind of <laughs> like that, kind of that way. Yeah. And, and just, I'm going to talk to you about all this stuff at some point and I'll show you how this whole thing works. Yeah. And, and I can show you too, Stu, if you want to know. I do. So let's say you're out of debt. So, so we, we, I, I'm still trying to get to the high picture, the big picture. We still kind of get sidetracked a lot here. So let's suppose you're out of debt. Let's suppose you've got your emergency fund and things are good. And now you've got money to put towards your investments. Yeah. The more you can put, the better off you are. The yeah. sooner you can put, the better off you are. Yeah. And so once we get to a place where we can put money into investments, what we have to do is we have to act open a brokerage account. Yeah. You'll be proud of me. Did you open one? Okay. I looked on YouTube, investing for beginners. And it's, and I was, it was, I don't know anything that I don't recall anything because I'll put on stuff like that whenever I'm like cleaning or like doing laundry. So I have like almost like a podcast or something in the background. And I've been watching a lot of stuff on investing and I'm getting interested and that's great. That's the best way to do it is watch videos because the more you hear this, the more it will come into your mind and change you. Yeah. And, so what and, and there's the, in your opinion to start investing because they were like, even if you have a dollar, just yeah. invest it. People think they need to be rich to invest. That's not always the case. I think it'd be cool if we did a segment <laughs> where I just gave like I, even if it's just like a thousand dollars each and we both invest in two different things oh yeah, and we just tell and like, be honest and be like, this is how much we invested a thousand bucks. And then this is, this is what it, I got. I either, cause you can lose money with investing, right? Yes, you can. And, and investing is, is something that, that may not be for everyone. If, if you would go out to your bank every day or your, your stocks and look at your value and go, oh, it's down $10 today. And that really hurts you. So you sell. That's not a good thing. What you're doing is you're putting money into the market and the market goes like this. It goes up and down, up and down. You just stop paying attention. You put it in the market and over the long term, it goes up. But over the short term, it can go down a long ways. Like during COVID-19, it dropped 30%. There are a lot of people that said, when it dropped, sell everything. That's not when you want to sell. You don't want to sell at the bottom. And because what happened is with COVID, no one knew what would happen. It bounced right back up and it's been going like gangbusters. No one knows what the future is going to hold. But if you look over the past hundred years, the stock market's a great place to put your money and it grows over the long term. You put it in, you don't look and you keep putting it in every paycheck. You keep putting it in. And I would say at a minimum, $1.00. And and the reason I say that is because at the very beginning, you're trying to form habits. And when you form those habits, then it's easy to increase the amount that you grow. I think you said this, Stu, that when you did some money in savings, that was addicting where you saw it like, wow, I did that. Yeah. And and I would say that's what you got to enjoy. But just know that it's going to go up and down. But you're not looking at five, if you're looking at pulling the money out, you know, probably three years or less, maybe the stock market's not the right place to put it. 
but I would say you have to have money for when you're older, because guess what? No one's going to do it for you. No one. You've got to do it for yourself. Yeah. So what is a brokerage account? Good question. So a brokerage account is like, you know, when you go to a bank and you open a savings account and you can put money in and they'll give you a little bit of interest. Like, I mean, they give you nothing and you can take it out. That's basically all you can do with that savings account. A brokerage account is where you put money in and you can buy a technical term is an equity. And that equity is like stocks. On Shark Tank. It's kind of like the same. They're like, I'm going to give you a thousand dollars and I'm going to get this much back. Not really. Uh, Just kidding. (laughs) Isn't that a return on your investment? So, so I'll, I'll I'll explain that and come back to what Shark Tank does different than the stock market. So a brokerage account lets you buy. So a big business, let's say Apple, they are listed on the stock exchange. And that means anybody can go out there and buy shares or sell shares for that company. And those shares go up and down. And every every year and every quarter, they say, we made this much money. And people look at that and go, oh, sell, sell, or buy, buy. And it goes up. And that's what an equity is. A stock is an equity. And you have the right. There's like, I believe there's over 5,000 different companies out there that are traded. Home Depot, Apple, Microsoft, you name it. They're out there. There's lots of different segments that you that uh, do this. And there's there's different ways that you can invest. And I don't want to go too too detailed. I would say if I were if you guys were to put a thousand dollars in, this is I would tell you, I would say go with an index fund. Warren Buffett, who's the best investor of all time, says go with an S and P 500 index fund. And I and I would just mirror what he says because that's what he's he's the greatest investor. I would just do what he says. S and P five S and P 500 is the best. The 500. Jordan, uh, not Jordan. Wow, Stu doesn't know who Warren Buffett is. Okay, so Warren Buffett, he's he uh, slap on the wrist. He's the best investor of all time. He's worth about eighty billion dollars right now. And he's in the top five of the of the richest people in the world. And and he he invested over time. And you know that compounding interest thing? When so he's about 90 years old now. He did, he was investing. And when he got to 50, he really wasn't worth that much. But that's when he turned the corner. And he's now doing this. And his value is just in exponential growth. Yeah. And He's 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 the go-to guy for, I, I would say most people to go. What's the best way to invest? And and his his thing is buy great companies and hold for the long term. That's what he says. But you got to understand what you're doing. He's still active and stuff like that with how old he is. Every day, every day. In fact, his business partner, wow. his business partner is named Charlie Munger, and they've been business part- partners for over sixty years. They've never gotten an argument over that 60 years. No. And no argument. And they're, yeah. they're, they're both multi-billionaires and they're both active. Charlie Munger is actually older than Warren Buffett by about six years. So he's 96, I believe. And they're both, they, they own a company called Berkshire Hathaway. Oh, and yeah. every year, you've heard of that? Yeah. They're the, I shouldn't say they own it. They have shareholders, but they're the, they're the big boys that run it. And it's worth 
a lot of money and they take other people's money and invest it. And they've done very well for themselves over time. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't know that. I want to be a shark on Shark Tank one day. Okay. So let's talk about Shark Tank. We are covering a lot of topics here. This is and a yes with Michelle. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, so Shark Tank is individuals coming in not having enough money to take their business to the next level. And so what they're trying to do is come with people that have money that have already made it in the business world or however, and, and have money to help startups get money. So these people coming into shark tanks don't have corporations that you can buy stock in They're startups. So what happens is in, in a shark tank is they come in, pitch an idea. And that person says, love it. I'll buy 30% of your company for this value. And so there's nothing to do with stock market. You could not go out and buy it on the stock market. Michelle was my shark. <laughs> you could say that. Yeah, we, we I did that. Had a badass idea and I came to you and presented it like Shark Tank. Would you believe in me? You're interested in? Because I well, have so- an idea and Jesse says it's badass and no one has ever done it before. I can't say it here, obviously. Well, so this is what I would say. You, you've got to you've got to come in with a a business plan, and and you'll notice on on Shark Tank they've already started to make money with their products. Yeah. The only thing that is limiting them to go to the next level is cash coming in. So on Shark Tank, they ask them, "Well, how much have you made? How fast have you made it?" Oh, they wow. dig into their details. How much time, energy, and effort do you put into it? And that that's they're not going to put money into something that's just trying to get money that's going to be lost. You have to have someone that's already done kind of a proof of concept. It's working. They just need an influx of cash because most businesses fail. That's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. That is the story. So, so I would say, Stu, you got to prove it. That means invest your own money, build it, and then let's talk. Okay. All right. In five years, we'll talk again. I'm just kidding. How long does it take to? Well, because I love Shark Tank because it does give you like that motivation just to like I feel like work hard and like want to be in you know their shark shoes or like inspires you seeing other people like chase after their dreams. But it's it, and I think it's cool too because some people will be like, oh, we've been open for three months, or some people will be like, we've been open for three years. So it doesn't really. It, it, well, it depends. What did they go into? How fast is it growing? There's just the the individual. How big of a demand do they have a day job that they have to do at the same time? There's there's just so many things that come into it. But on Shark Tank, the thing they care about is, are you in this for the full run? Have you put your own money in? And what have you grown it to? Because I'm not going to invest in anything unless you've got skin in the game and, and you've proven the concept already. That That's just how startups work. Because yeah. if if you had an idea and I gave you, let's say, $1,000 to get that idea off the ground, not, I would say 99.9% of the time, it's going to disappear and I'll never see that money again. Yeah, because you're not as invested if you're not putting your own money into something that can either fail or succeed. It's not as right. Okay, let's get back to the topic. Sorry. All right. Okay, so let's talk about this brokerage account. So let's say I get my paycheck and and I put $1,000 in my brokerage account and I start investing. That money, I invest that money in after-tax money and I put that in and let's say they they paid me, I sold the shares 
and I, I sold all the shares and I made $500. Mm-hmm. Well, what's going to happen is I need to pay tax on that gain. And that tax, I'll, I'll have to pay $500 in taxes on that gain. Yeah. And so that's called a taxable account. So that, that's a great way to do it. There's also accounts where the government, U.S. government is basically set, and I think all governments do this. They say, there's a way that you can put this money away where you don't have to pay taxes until you take the money out yeah. after the age 59 and a half, which is the retirement age. What's that? I didn't know it was 59 and a half. Look, yeah. I told they, you about our IRAs and everything. Yeah. These, uh, they're vehicles to, to buy stocks, to buy bonds. That's a different type of investment. I don't like money bonds. <laughs> they don't make a lot of money. Yeah. I would cash Invest- out when I worked at the bank and I'm like, oh, here's 30 cents extra. And it's like 30 steps and you have to keep them for 500 years oh, to wow. get any money out of it. So. Yeah. And the... Th- those are probably government bonds and there's not a, a great return on your investment. Stocks has a better return than bonds. And it, we don't want to get into the details, but first and foremost, I think everyone's probably heard of a 401k. Mm-hmm. Have you guys heard of it? Yeah, yes. but I want to know where the number comes from. What does 401k mean? My guess is 401k is... Like, I don't know for sure. I, I I may have heard it in the past. It's the name of the bill that Congress pushed through probably had 401k or something in it. Is it kind of like W2, W4, 1099, that kind of stuff? It just has like a random number. That's what it is. Yeah, they, they, they love doing unique identifiers for different things. It's just part of the tax system. So a 401k, we'll talk, we'll talk briefly about how, how some of this works. Yeah. So every one of you, can open up an IRA, a Roth IRA. So an IRA is putting money in that is tax deferred. For example, you can put money that after your pay, actually, yeah, with an IRA, after you get paid, let's say you put $1,000 down, Stu's 22. What will happen is I would invest in an index fund. And then what will happen is that money, and of course, we would expect you to add to that every week or every other week for until you're 59 and a half, if you could do $1,000 every paycheck or every two weeks into that index fund, into an IRA, that money grows tax-free, meaning if it pays portions of the business profits called dividends back to you, that buys new shares and it does kind of a snowball. You know, if a snowball coming down a hill, it gets bigger and bigger as it rolls that's what happens with that money. And if you could do that by the time you're 59 and a half, you would be, you would probably be golden. And what happens is what happens is that the, at 59 and a half, you can start taking that money out, but then you get taxed on the back end. Yeah. So, okay. Um, Yep. And, but is it, you don't have taxes after 59 and a half. Right. And I think that's just a Roth. Or is it all IRA? Mm, no. So IRA works just like I said, where you put the money in after taxes. And then while it's inside, they call it a vehicle. It do, You don't have to pay taxes on any money that you earn during that time. But at 59 and a half, what you, could, you don't have to take it out at 59 and a half. Mm-hmm. Basically, what you would do is this is the money you live on to retire. So you would take out just a little bit every month 
to live on. And that's what you would pay taxes on. Oh, that makes okay. sense. Yeah. So then you have a Roth IRA. And, and, and just to reiterate, both of you can set these up now. And, and I'll be working with Jessica, and we've talked about this. I We're going to try to get her going down this direction. Traditional is what you just talked about, traditional IRA, right? Traditional IRA, correct. Or living under Roth. And then there's one other kind I can't remember. Uh, SEP? Yep. Okay. What what I think we'll do is we won't talk about SAP SEPs right now. We'll wait. Let's talk about a Roth IRA. So a Roth IRA is you get a paycheck, then you put that money into a Roth IRA. You've already been Let me back up one second. On an IRA, you have the ability at your age to put in $6,000 a year every year. And then how this benefits you is, I think I misspoke on the IRA. When you put that money in, it, it will come in after you, after you've probably gone through payroll, then you put it in your IRA. At the end of the year, when you declare your taxes, you're going to tell the government, I put in $6,000 into my IRA. And that money, what they'll do is, you have what's called taxable income. After you take out all the money you've done, you owe, let's say you owe the IRS 10,000. Before an IRA, what they would do is they would say your taxable income is 10,000 and that would, that's what the, you would get charged. If you did an IRA, you can subtract $6,000 from it. So it now goes to 4,000. So now all you would be taxed on is $4,000. So it removed some of that tax liability. Let's Did that, that make sense? Oh, yeah. That's What's right. that? Yeah. Got it. Okay. So a Roth IRA is just a little bit different. You're going to probably get taxed on that as that money goes into your savings account. Then you move it over to your Roth IRA and you put it in and you can grow that money until 59 and a half, start taking it out then. I, you can take it out earlier, but I would recommend you don't on the portions that you contribute because you have to have a lot of money in there for the long term in order to make this work. And I, I would say a Roth IRA, you don't get that tax benefit at the end of the tax year. So if you have 10000 you put $6,000 in a Roth IRA, you don't get that $6,000 deduction for your taxable income a Roth IRA. It's just, it grows as it is, but what happens is it grows tax-free, but at 59 and a half, when you take it out, you don't pay any taxes on all of it. That's nice. So let's say you put a thousand in, it grew to a hundred thousand after 59 and a half years, because you invested well, you now have access to a hundred thousand dollars and don't have to pay taxes. It's what I wish I had done better investing in Roth IRAs earlier in my career. So those are from a high level. There's also a 401k. We started talking about that. You have to be a part of a corporation that provides its employees with the 401k. For example, me, this is how I did my paycheck is I would have money that would go into my 401k before taxes, but then it, it can grow tax-free. But when I take it out, that's when it gets taxed. And I've done that my whole career. And so I've got a pretty good penny in there. So I've done 401ks, I've done IRAs, I've done Roth IRAs, and I've done 
basically the taxable or brokerage accounts my whole career. So it takes a long time to get there, but you know, I, I finally got there over the long, the long haul. So I'm debt-free and I have money for my future. It can be done. There are many different ways to get there. You can use real estate, you can use stocks. You just decide what you're more familiar with, but you got to understand it. If you go in at the beginning, you won't understand and you'll probably make more mistakes. You find someone that can be your mentor and you, you tag on to them. And the sooner you begin, the better off you are. I've mentioned in the past, understanding taxes is your best friend because if you don't understand taxes, they will get you and they're going to get you no matter what. But there are ways, depending on what you invest in, like what we've talked about, different vehicles to postpone your taxes that can help you over the long run. So I think in general, what we tried to do is do a big picture of money management. We've kind of gone all over the board. I don't know if it was 100% clear, but, you know, it's it's just from a high level is create a budget, emergency fund, get out of debt. And that means all the way from paying off everything, paying off your house, investing at least 20%. If you can get it up higher, that's great. There's a a movement out there called FIRE, which basically means put 50% or more of your income into your your investments or your debt and only live off a small portion of your income. And then that way you can, if you do that correctly, you can retire much earlier. But that means you're probably going to live on a lot less. You're not going to have this luxurious lifestyle of name brands. That's for sure. So, so you, you pick, you pick what you want in, in life. And, uh, that, so that's, that's kind of the big picture of, of how financial planning from someone that works for themselves or as an employee. Yeah, that makes sense. And I like that. I think that doing this episode, talking about the big picture as a whole is a good way to kind of like dive into each topic deeper. So when we do dedicated episodes to each topic, we'll have an outline and everything so that it feels more organized. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. But I think, I think that the information was beneficial. So let's talk about our goals for the next time. And let's like actually have okay. goals and then talk okay. about the repercussions. Okay. So Stu, what's your goal? I will pay you can make off. it small too. No, I kind of want to go. I kind of, I want to like get crazy. Oh. I got a lot of good gigs coming up. I feel like. <laughs> so gigs. I think I should pay off one of my debts. Like a credit card or something crazy, something fun. Get more specific. Which credit card? I'll run. You don't have to give totals. You don't have to give totals, but just which credit card, so that next time we can remind you that which credit card, so it can be paid off. Yeah, I have my car. I'll do my car. Like you're gonna pay off your car by the next podcast? Yeah, it's only three payments. That's awesome. That's a good one. I think that's a great. That's great. Can I add one more thing to it? Yeah. Your credit cards can't go up in value, meaning you haven't bought other things on the credit cards. Uh uh-uh. I froze them because I was getting crazy. Oh, they scare me. <laughs> they can't. Credit cards are, are are dangerous things. Yeah. Okay. So that's a, that's a good thing. Stu, write that on the whiteboard so that we can talk about that. Got it. I got Captain. <laughs> okay. And then Jesse, what's your goal? Because oh, I have got to remember this. Okay. So mine is going to be, I am going to do a spending fast the whole month of June. I'm serious. Kaylee's laughing at me. I'm dead serious because (laughs) she's going to be like, what packages are going to come in June? So, because I feel like I need to do that. So I want to do that, but I still give myself some luxuries. Like 
I don't feel like I'm being like, oh my gosh, I can't spend anything. And so that way, like, I still obviously have to like pay my bills and like the stuff to live and gas and whatever. And then I think I'll still allow myself to get coffee in the morning. Yeah, and you that's can't my cold turkey. Or yeah, else it's gonna or else I'll go over end well. up just you know not doing it. So, what do you think about that? That that's great. That's great. I'll I'll let you do it. I was thinking something about about or maybe maybe a, a, a not spend anything through May. We're going to Nashville next weekend. No way. And it's her birthday. And it's my birthday. Know. That's mean. <laughs> Hello, I'm coming well, with names. Yeah. Can't so favorite oh stores. So this is called, this is called discipline, yeah. right? Yeah, but I can't do that. I have to go buy an outfit tonight for Nashville, actually. And Me then too. I'm going to pay my car off. Okay, let's come up with a different goal for me because I don't think you like this one. No, no, I like it. Right, I was I'm just fine. thinking, I was thinking it's very hard to track what you, what you've said. Yeah. Because it just is. I, I would say, mate, let's, let's. uh a gym. Do you have something you want to pay off or something like that? through no clothing by no clothes from the time you get back from Nashville until the time we go to Minnesota to Minnesota I like that and then what uh, the extra money you have put it towards something yeah that's a good okay idea. you so get it no you get clothes. to decide whatever whatever you want okay no clothes no bags nothing for like until after Nashville till Minnesota and then the money I would have spent on those things all put towards the Tesla the, te- the one that you want to buy or the one you currently have? Oh, the one we have. Okay. Yeah. I think that sounds like a great idea. So put that on the whiteboard. It's on. It's already on there, Dad. Already on there. Sweet. Do you have um, a, I you need we need to get crazy. We need to do oh. something with you. Freaking oh. I don't have anything. I know. Yeah, you you have, have hold nothing. on, you have no debt. You have you already have no, a He never has goals. It's just you us. have I know, but I wanna do you wanna do something? So, so this is going to sound crazy, but I have goals sometimes to spend money. Yes. That's what I was going to say. And it it sounds weird, but, but I, I, I literally have a problem spending money. Yeah. So, so I sometimes have to say it's okay. Yeah. And, and you know, there's savers and there's spenders in life and, and it's hard for each one to do the other. Yeah. So yeah. So where are this let loose a little bit. You're the spender. No, I need to let loose. Yes, I need to let loose. So I'll 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 spend I, some money on something. One, you think about this, and this is your challenge. I'm putting on the whiteboard. It's official. If not, I'm gonna have everyone who all of our listeners attack you on social media <laughs> <laughs> because they, if they a lot of people do enjoy this, and you actually deserve this. You think sometime it doesn't matter, but sometime in this month you're going to splurge on something and it's going to be like a weekend trip or something crazy like an actual big a big splurge what is something that you want in life you know what's interesting is i have everything i need already i don't really have any wants it's financial freedom that's what you want you already have that so what's one thing what you there's financial freedom financial freedom and location freedom i still have an employer which means i don't have that so have that for how many more days? One. <laughs> yeah, till Wednesday. <laughs> Actually, let's then talk about from... this real quick. I want you to tell the podcast what your big accomplishment is. And you've been able so, to because of your financial freedom. Yeah, I've I've decided to give up my uh, day job and uh, work for Jay-Z full time. And that gives me financial freedom, personal freedom, and location freedom, I hope. 
we'll see what Jesse has to say about that. Um, <laughs> well, no, and I think and, it's cool to say that like, because you've followed all these things you're teaching us from the beginning, that's why the company's where it's at. That's why you're able to do this. And it's cool that you've worked towards this and now you're able to kind of work for yourself, you know? Correct. If I, if I was not debt free and had a, a, a sizable nest egg, nest egg I, I would, I could never do this yeah. because you have to, the end goal is to have enough to get you through retirement. Retirement's many, many years and you don't want to rely on your kids for money. Yeah. So you got to be, you got to set yourself up and not rely on anybody else. Good. So, so your last official day is in two days. Yeah. Wednesday. How are you feeling? So May 19th, scared, uh, excited and scared. Yeah. It, it's, it's weird. Cause I've been doing it for 27 years this month. Yeah. I just passed my 27 year mark at the same company, roughly doing this many things in, in the job, but roughly doing the same thing for a long time. It's going to be a change. That's my whole life that you've been doing this. Oh, yeah. Your whole life and all my kids. Yeah. It's been my only job after college and I've been in that same job the whole time. So well, good for you. So the next episode, yeah, well, thank you. you're going to be here full time. That's so crazy. Maybe it's in person. <laughs> I get four people in that little booth. Yeah, it'll uh-huh. be great. Let's talk peaks and pits. Okay, so let's do peaks and pits. Do you have yours prepared? You guys, I have not. You guys go first. Gosh, I already know she's going to throw me under the bus. So here I go. My pit <laughs> is that I splurged a lot and I haven't been as dedicated as I feel like I have been in the past. That's my pit. And I feel like you might be a little disappointed in me when you saw me purchase a few things in Chicago. (laughs) And that nothing, I've never had a dad figure in my life be disappointed in me because my dad wasn't around a lot. So that kind of hurt. I actually did. I kind of, I told you, I was like, I feel like I've disappointed your dad. And I feel awful. There's a first for everything. Hold on. Let's stop. Let's stop there. I never said anything to you. No, no it was the look it. in your eye. I felt like <laughs> no. All I saw is all I saw is podcast content. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We I, have to make mistakes. We have things to talk about. And I, it was like I was a puppy, and I like chewed up your freaking Lululemon joggers, and I. And you came home and I was just sitting there like, oh, I knew I messed up, but I did it anyway because <laughs> oh, I was God. impulsive and had no self control, and. But, my- but you have to make you have to make mistakes to learn to be able to learn from them, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe you're able to do that. Let's hope. Hopefully, I am. My peak is that I'm like such in a drive right now to. I just I want, I want to go write down all my debts and pay everything off right now. Well, let's hope you can keep this motivation after the podcast. Well, so here's the thing: when I watch shows like Shark Tank and anything that has to do with Bethany Frankel. Love her. She's an awesome entrepreneur. You should look her up. You'd be really impressed with her. And it's like we're mining your world's Clyde. It's like a housewife that became a billionaire. This is the problem. We've been watching housewives and they have all these luxurious things. And I, that is it. So we're buying into it. When I watch watching other things, when I watch money, smart shows or YouTube videos or anything, I'm so in the game. I'm going to be have financial freedom by next week in my head. Like I'm going to find a way to pay everything off and be smart. But when I freaking watch the housewives or anything like that, a show where there's like rich people who already have done smart things and they're in their forties and established. And I'm not there yet. That's the problem. I'm like, I've got to have the same luggage as them. I have to have this. I have to have that logo on something in my possession or I'm not happy. 
and I get my, I'm detoxing from housewives. Well, except for the Jay-Z housewives. <laughs> that was a lot. Okay. Anyway, what was your peak? My peak is that I'm on a high right now. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> anyway, you're hot. And you're high right now. Up. That was too much. The reason these episodes are so long is because Stu just goes off on tangents and he also talks really slow. So he's like pausing in the middle. <laughs> he's all depressed now. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, okay my, Jesse, your your pits and peaks. My pit was that I too have been spending too much and I've had no self-control. So I'm just disappointed in myself. And then my peak is that. We're going to Nashville this weekend. And by the time this episode comes out, we have already been there and back, but I'm excited about it. Yeah, Nashville's going to be fun. Yeah. All right, your turn. All right, my peak was, you know, Jesse's birthday yesterday where we surprised her and oh, took yeah. her up to Park City for the day. Oh, man, that should have been mine. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. We had fun up there. You know, I I, I don't, because of my my quitting my job and all that, I, I don't even think I have a pit this week. Oh. So... Are you, so, Are you like less anxious then? You know, sometimes, you know, it's, it's a roller coaster. I would say I, I, I gave my two weeks, almost two weeks ago. And that the first little while after that, it was harder. But as I get closer, I'm like, okay, I, I think this will work. So Yay. let's hope, let's hope. It will. So, I believe in you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, that was a great episode. As you guys know, all of our information can be found in the show notes below along with Michelle. I've been trying to pressure him into posting financial advice on Instagram. So we'll see <laughs> and when I, when I, when I'm, o- when I'm over, that's the kind of stuff I can do. Yeah, that's Hopefully. true. We have a lot more time now. So thank yeah. you guys for listening to this episode and let us know what you would like to hear from money with Michelle in the future. Bye guys. Bye. In true money with Michelle fashion. <laughs> Just to call the attention. I love it. Say bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us over here at Just Jay-Z. Just Jay-Z. Catch new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. <laughs>